Welcome to Designing Success from Study to Studio. I'm your host, Rhiannon Lee, founder of the Oleander and Finch Design Studio. I've lived the transformation from study to studio and then stripped it bare and wrote down the framework so you don't have to overthink it. In this podcast, you could expect real talk with industry friends, community, connection, and actionable tips to help you conquer whatever's holding you back. Now let's get designing your own success. I don't know about you guys, but I have had it up to my neck with Black Friday. And so I hope you enjoyed last week's episode around Black Friday discounts, where they're appropriate for interior designers and where it's okay for us maybe not to join the party. I think it was well illustrated. I received somewhere in the vicinity of 36 text messages on Friday from businesses with budgets larger than mine, as well as their emails and then their last chance to get the discount emails and so on and so forth, I've been bombarded. So I definitely feel if I had have had a large Black Friday sale, my message would have been completely lost in the world of major retailers over the last four days. Anyway, as you can hear, I have been very unwell. So my apologies for not bringing you anything on Thursday. I'm not going to be bringing you anything on this Thursday either as I wind into the end of the year and I am protecting my energy and my health, as you can hear. Uh, And I am sorry for the sound of my voice. We're going to have to deal with that today because I have some great content to bring you. I'm really excited to step you through deciding how to set up your payment phases and what that looks like and what different alternatives you have because we have to make so many decisions as we become interior designers and we choose everything and it's not just what does our logo look like what does our brand stand for what is the name of our interior design firm but it's really down to those process flow pieces like okay at what point do I invoice how much do I invoice am I choosing to bill hourly or fixed fee or on a retainer, all of those things. And I have a full webinar on my website on the resource library for designers that's free, that's around industry standard pricing and what different types of ways we can charge our clients. So just like I said, flat fee, retainer, all that sort of stuff. So please go watch that if you have interest in that. But in today's episode, I want to talk you through what types of payment phases and payment plans could we be offering? And that way you can make a more educated decision around how you would like to implement that in your business. And once you get firm on that and you understand it, it helps you really confidently present in your discovery calls and in your communication with clients. Yes, no problem. After I have signed off on phase two, this is when the payment of 30% is expected, etc. It also helps you amend contracts and just make sure you're really clear on this stuff before you're doing in-home consultations or like heaps of discovery calls. So let's get into it. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about payment phases within the interior design industry and specifically your interior design business, because you might be asking yourself at the first instance, what even is a payment schedule? So your payment schedule is effectively your expectation of when you should invoice your clients and when they should be paying for each part of the process and or the project and where you're at. So setting a schedule is about just basically sitting back and thinking, okay, I don't want them to pay 100% of what they owe me at the beginning because then I just have to do all this work for nine months and I'm not receiving anything more. So that might not work for me. Or my payment schedule, I think, might need to be broken up in a few different payments. I might like to do that for cash flow or 
just really thinking and sounding out what is going to work for your business and the services that you offer and understanding what that payment schedule is. So I've got a few options for you today, but I really wanted to walk them through with you so that you can listen to this once or twice, go back, write down what it looks like, what it would look like for your business, and then make a decision of which one you want to implement and then get really strong and confident about that as your process. Why a good payment schedule even matters. It improves your cash flow. As you get busier and busier, knowing that you have structured things out so that you're taking partial payments at stage one, stage two, stage three, actually helps cash flow and helps keep things rolling. And for me personally, it helps keep my mojo because if I collected 100% of your fee on booking in, for example, would I really feel motivated to be finalizing that? Or I should say, would I be feeling as motivated to finish up your final documentation as I would if I took a 50% deposit and you were going to pay me another 50% when I delivered the deliverables? You better believe those deliverables are going to become my priority because I'm like, yes, I would the other half of this invoice paid ASAP. So I think it is a great practice to get into for cash flow. It also builds clients' trust. As I mentioned before, you have a lot of confidence. So you're like, yeah, this is exactly what we do. This is the payment schedule. And they know you've got control of the project and you've got control of what's happening on site and you understand working with clients and just the whole business of design. It also helps to keep your projects on track. If we're at phase two and we're, you know that you've completed phase two, you've collected phase two invoice and you're heading towards phase three and the invoice, the corresponding invoice for phase three. So just helps to keep you knowing where you're at all times. In today's episode, I'm going to talk you through five different payment options. And that may seem like a lot, but for different jobs and for different times in your businesses and for different business models, different things are going to apply and be more appropriate. So I'm going to walk you through what they are, why they're appropriate, where they're appropriate, and then you can obviously make an educated decision for your own business once you've heard all of them. Option one, the 50-50. This is simple, very simple, this one. 50% is collected at time of making the reservation in order to hold your start date and become a client of mine. And the further 50% is due upon completion of the work. So basically, you pay me half, we have our consultation, I get working. Once I'm ready, I'm going to come back to you and say, hey, I'm going to send you over the final invoice. Once that has been paid, I will deliver to you all of the deliverables, all of your move boards and selection and procurement lists and everything that is expected from me. So this one is really simple. It's really good for short-term projects, really well suited to something like e-design. They pay half then you do the work. But please do not deliver the deliverables until the invoice has been finalized. You're going to find yourself in strife doing so. I don't think I need to talk you through why. Uh, But yeah, nice and simple 50-50. This one is popular for short-term projects. The next option is I like to call the cash flow. And in that option, we collect a 40% deposit upfront. And then I divide the remaining payments into regular increments every few weeks between the start or the kickoff of the project and the end of the project. So 40% holds your position and you are now a client of mine. And then when we kick off, it's divided. So say I've said that the project timeline is an eight-week project and you're going to pay me X amount every two weeks. That's fine. I will just invoice that off and that is an agreement. It's almost like a payment plan. That is just something that I find is good for cash flow. As I mentioned, there's constant 
constant money coming in. However, it's just really mostly to suit my clients and meet them where they're at. For some people, they like to do it that way, just knowing the project fee and then splitting it out a little bit like a little design lay-by. It's not my favorite way, but it is a way. And I thought I would just mention it for you as option number two, so that you're aware you can take a bulk invoice and then schedule out payments to help the client. Word of warning, however, it is a lot more work, obviously, doing invoicing every two weeks or every three weeks, whatever that looks like. If you can avoid it, that would be great. Usually when people are hiring you, they are not the sort of client that needs to have a lay-by. They are easily able to accommodate a two-phase, three-phase invoicing process. So just a little word of warning, be trepidatious about this one. Don't offer it to everyone. It's just in my back pocket in case there really is an issue that I feel I can help with somebody's budget or a particular crisis comes up or there's something that happens mid-project. This is one that I think as long as they've paid the bulk deposit that being fair and reasonable, you could accommodate this for them. Option three is the triple. This is probably my favorite for full service design. It just makes the most sense. I think if you are not an e-designer and you are not doing like a lot of short-term little tiny consultations slash projects, then this is the one that usually suits most people. And that is three equal payments, start, middle, and end of the project. You invoice in phases, phase one to begin or to lock it in that is invoiced one third of the project fee invoiced as the first payment then you have the middle after phase two is complete or at time of completing phase two you do a a mid project invoice send that off and then the last amount is due and that is basically your I've finished everything up I'm ready to deliver the deliverables it's been great to work together we're now at the end and I need you to finalize any outstanding payments and then I will send over the deliverables really nice and simple if you want to get technical about it you'd say it's 33.33 percent per payment or whatnot don't do that just go in three equal payments start middle and end and the clients really like this phasing I find because it makes sense to them as well It also has the added benefit, as we've talked about before, in keeping you on track with the project, making sure that the work progresses really in a way that's not like too heavy in phase one or too heavy in phase three. It it helps you with your process flow as well as your cash flow. So it's great for large scale projects and things with a longer timeline. It means you're getting a little bit of money in the middle as well, not just a bit at the start and, you know, the same equal amount at the end. Then we get a little bit fancy with the 30, 40, 30. This is option four, 30% upfront as a deposit, 40% payment when the project is halfway completed, and then the final 30% is paid upon completion of the project. A 30, 40, 30 split is sometimes, this one is actually very similar to the triple. It's just playing with the levels. So it's not three equal payments. It's 30% to sign on as a client, 40% in the mid phase payment and then you finalize with the last 30% due upon project completion. You might like this instead. It's just another option to do a three phase or triple payment scheme. Okay and the last option I have for you is the monthly. A client will pay you a 20% deposit upfront. Always take a deposit. Doesn't matter which type of payment phase you are doing. The first payment should always be a commitment, a financial commitment. Don't just write their name in your diary. This will mean that you'll say no to other projects and other possibilities within your business without any financial backing, which is not a good way to start. So option five, the monthly, we're going to 
gather 20% deposit upfront, and then the remainder is divided into equal monthly installments until the project completion. Again, this is very similar to the cash flow. However, it's monthly installments. But the same things are involved that are annoying, like repetitive invoicing process. You have to follow up all the time. You have to think about that. Oh, yeah, it's the 15th of the month. Have they paid the February invoice? And how much should it be, etc.? It can get really fiddly. It is not my suggestion or recommendation, but it does exist for a reason. It is good for long-term projects, projects where you're knowing that you're working together for 12 months, 18 months, two years or more. You might like to stagger it out this way. I just think it's fussy for everybody. I'm quite fine to work and then charge in phases, but everybody does work differently and this is totally a valid and available payment schedule for you in your business. There's so much to think about when we set these rules in our business and I just want to remind you, it is your business, your rules, your way. Or you could do a mixture of these five. You could pick one and be really firm. And that's just how everyone in your business pays 50% to start, 50% at the end, that end. Like you can absolutely do that. You could look at it and think, okay, with my quick turnaround projects, we'll do a 50-50 and then I'll do a three-part phase whenever it's a long-term project. The point is, whatever you decide, it's really great to just workshop that, write it out, get comfortable with it, get to understand it because communication is king and you need to be really clear with your clients when you're confident about your process and your payment schedule and you're like, this is what I do, this is how I collect invoices or this is how I collect payment, this is when you can expect me to be invoicing you. You're starting to really take the lead in terms of budget conversations as well. So when you're talking money in the consultation, when you're asking questions which notoriously can feel awkward, you've got the reins, you've got this, you know what you're doing. And the best place to practice that is with your own money. So you're not even talking about their budget and what you're spending and what you're doing in their home. You're talking about your expectations of them as a client inside of your business. Another place you need to really focus on this for a successful payment schedule communication is inside of your contract always getting a signed contract, making sure the contract reflects the payment expectations that you have, like what is your payment schedule and is it listed really clearly in the contract because it must be. I also make sure the payment schedule is really clear in the welcome pack. So once you have paid your 50% deposit, I will be like, welcome to the Oleander and Finch family. Here's what you can expect. Here's how we go through step-by-step what's next. And here is when you can expect the next invoice from me and when I will expect it paid, i.e. seven days from you receiving it. Hopefully that's given you a little bit of insight today on just five little options that are available to you. This might seem like a minute detail, but getting this right really early and owning this and understanding this is leading you faster and faster towards running a successful interior design business because getting your payment schedule sorted, knowing what you want to charge, how you want to break it down is going to make you, as I say, so much more confident with your clients, but also with yourself, with your processes, knowing that you really happy with what you've chosen to do. And that's now the rules. That's your business rules. You've got a process that's a standard operating procedure in your business. Whenever it comes to payment, this is the rules. This is how you do things. And I would love to hear what you've decided and why. Like, how have you come up with your payment schedule and what's working for you? What do you love about it? In the spirit of transparency and sharing, if you have something that was not one of those five, but works really well for you in your business, come and drop into my DMs over on Instagram at oleander underscore and underscore Finch. Come and tell me what it is. Come and let me know. I would love to help a wider community get better and better at what they're doing. 
and sharing our knowledge just makes us better and stronger together as always. I won't talk to you now until next week because I am going to really focus on recovering this voice so that when I come back to you next week, it is something amazing, a little bit longer and something that you would really like to listen to in your ears next Tuesday. Until then, I hope you have an amazing week and that you're not too stressed out with the shops counting down in your face every day how many sleeps there are till Christmas. Okay, chat to you next Tuesday. Bye for now. That wraps up another episode of Designing Success from Study to Studio. Thanks for lending me your ears. Remember, progress over perfection is the key. If you found value in today's episode, go ahead and hit subscribe or share it with a friend. Your feedback means so much to me and it helps me improve, but it also helps this podcast reach more emerging and evolving designers just like you. For your daily dose of design business tips and to get a closer look at what goes on behind the scenes, follow at oleander underscore and underscore finch on Instagram. You'll find tons of resources available at www.oleanderandfinch.com to support you on your journey. Remember, this is your path, your vision, your future, and your business. Now let's get out there and start designing your success.